embrace today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host a pre-curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good evening and welcome back to season three of Embrace Today. I am your host, Epree Curry, and we meet here every second and fourth Thursday of the month when we are in season so that we can embrace our today with hope and expectation through the word of God. This year, we are going to be in the book of Esther. We are going to be in Esther for the entire year. And I am excited. I am excited because God is about to reverse some stuff for us. God is about to reverse and turn some things around where people thought that they were going to be able to hold us down and push us down and stop us and sometimes even wipe us away. But God is getting ready to reverse some things for us. So I'm super, super, super excited for us to go through seasons three through four this year. Again, we're going to be in the book of Esther. And tonight we're going to start off with Esther chapter one, verses 15 through 20. Again, that's Esther chapter one, verses 15 through 20. And while you all are turning there, I almost always use the new international version i like to thank those of you that continue to listen in our off season. i like to give a special shout out to those of you that are in the U.S. that have continued to support the podcast. But then we also have listeners in Germany, the U.K., and Botswana. If you're anything like me, you had to look up Botswana because I did. And Botswana is in South Africa. So I just want to give a shout out to all of those that are listening in the different countries. And thank you for continuing to support us. Thank you for continuing to tune in and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart, to your life through Embrace Today. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for the opportunity for us to be able to come together collectively wherever we may be in this world. We just ask that as your word goes forth, Lord, I pray that you speak to us individually, God, and even in those areas that we need to be spoken to collectively. Lord, I pray that your word goes forth, God, and it gives us power. It gives us boldness. It gives us clarity, God. It gives us confidence that we may walk in the identity that you have given us, God, that we may persevere through our situations, God, and that we may not lose sight of who it is that you have called us to be, God. Father, we need you. We love you. We thank you and we praise you in Christ's name. Amen. We are currently in a season where for many, they have begun making lists of items that they want to purchase. They begin anticipating being able to buy a whole carton of eggs because y'all know eggs, they out here on one, right? 
Many have begun getting their W-2s together, their dependents, and even their exemptions because it's that season. It's the season where some can finally get repairs done or even make purchases that they may not be able to make on a normal, a normal basis. They've gotten their tax return software going. They've entered all of their information. And now the only thing that they anticipate more than receiving the refund is the email or the text letting them know that the IRS has accepted their refund. You see, they've conjured up their information. They've sent it to the IRS and now they're waiting the IRS's response. And if we're honest for most, we've said it in our minds that the only response that we should get from them is that our return has been accepted. But lo and behold, there comes a time or two where our anticipation and excitement is interrupted. It's interrupted by these seven unexpected words. The IRS has rejected your tax return. As we look at today's text in Esther chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, it reads, according to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti, he asked. She has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken to her. The Minican replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. This very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility have heard about the queen's conduct, and will respond to all the king's noble in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. So just as someone may have been anticipating their tax return, anticipating that email or that text from the IRS stating your tax return has been rejected, Similarly, similarly to today's text, we find the king, King Xerxes. He had just come off of having a six-month-long display of his wealth, splendor, and glory. So we're talking about for six months, for a whole half of year, he is putting on display for everyone to see everything that he has. Amen. He was basically, he was just showing off. He concluded that six-month display with a seven-day banquet where he invited everybody. When I say everybody, it wasn't just the other kings. It wasn't just those people in high ranks. He invited everybody. He had invited everyone to come from the least to the greatest. He had the garden decked out, and he allowed everybody to drink, drink, not drink, drink as much as they could. Amen? But not, not just as much as they 
could as much as they wanted. You see, he told the wine stewards, he says, serve them with no restrictions. So let me paint the picture here. You know those folks that have reached their limit, but because it's there and because it's free, they keep going. Y'all know them? Okay. Or those that have had too much, now they're doing too much. Yeah, so it was that type of party. So the king, he was sitting there uh, explaining and putting his glory and splendor on display for everyone to see. And now he's com completing this with a celebration for everybody to drink as much as they can. He has the garden decked out and he's just allowing them to drink and be merry. Amen. So as we can see from the text, Queen Vashti, if we look earlier in chapter one, she was given a banquet for the women. She was in a separate place in the royal palace. So on the seventh day of this banquet, mind you, this was a seven-day banquet. They had been able to drink as much as they wanted. And so now the king, the text says that he was high in spirits and wanted to display Queen Vashti's beauty to the people and the nobles, meaning he was drunk and now he wanted to show her off. So he requested that, that they bring her to him. So in her royal crown, and she was beautiful to look at. So he's wanting people not only to see all of the other stuff he got, but now he wants to show off the queen. But guess what? He ordered seven eunuchs to go and to bring Queen Vashti to him wearing that crown. Now, I could be wrong, but it's my guess that the, the king was anticipating the queen to show up, just like some of us was expecting that email or text message from the IRS saying your tax return has been accepted. He had this six-month show-off followed by a seven-day banquet, and now he's feeling good, good. The only He's feeling so good, and the only thing that he was anticipating in this moment was for Queen Vashti to show up, only to receive the news that the queen had refused to come, which leads me to this evening's topic, interrupted by rejection. You see, a lot of times we don't think that people in higher ranks or people that have more class than us or have more money than us or in different positions than we are, we don't think that they have to deal with rejection. But rejection doesn't discriminate. Adults get rejected just like kids get rejected. Businessmen get rejected just like poor people get rejected. People get rejected every day. You can get rejected from a relationship that you're in. And I'm not just talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. You can have a best friend, a friendship like that, and there be some rejection there. You can be rejected, rejected in your business where people are not purchasing your product or your service. You can be rejected when it's time for election time, where people are not voting for you. There are so many ways in which we can be rejected and rejection does not discriminate. So no matter who you are or what you do, you're going to one day cross paths with rejection. You see, rejection, it comes to us at the most inopportune times. He was high in spirits. This was the last day of the seventh day uh, banquet that he was having. He was drunk. And all of a sudden, he was interrupted by the rejection of the queen and his wife. 
Oftentimes, we will be rejected at a time where we are least expected. Our friend will reject us when we're least expected. The job will reject us when we're least expected. Our spouse will reject us when we're least expected. Our friend will reject us when we're least expected. People will reject us when we're least expected. We will anticipate one thing, but we'll receive something totally different. And so I stopped by to talk to us this evening because we are going to have to learn how to deal with that rejection. We are going to have to learn to deal with the fact that some people will not want us. Some people will not, will push us away. Some people will do us dirty. Some people will not want to connect with us. Some people will not like us. Some people will not accept us. Yet and still, God still has a plan for you and you have to be able to stay strong and stand fo stay focused so you can move forward in who God called you to be. It's going to be a reversal. No more allowing rejection to have you looking at yourself sideways and looking at yourself as unworthy. No more allowing rejection to cause you to settle for less. No more cause allowing rejection to have you accepting things that you should not accept. No more allowing rejection to cause you to go down paths that you shouldn't go down because you want to be accepted. The King celebratory mindset. It was interrupted by the rejection. And that caused him to become furious and he burned with anger. You see, rejection has the ability to turn our world upside down, leaving us with a heart full of emotions that we may not know how to deal with. Rejection can cause us to go in a total direction it will have us looking a way that we would have never looked. It will cause us to do things that we would have never done. It will cause us to make decisions out of hurt and pain. And so how do we deal with rejection when life is interrupted by rejection, when we are caught off guard by something that we weren't expecting? How do we deal with it? Because we have to. Things are going to come up in life. This rejection where people are rejecting you, refusing you or refusing what you have to offer, people are going to do that. And it's going to hurt, especially depending on who it is and what they've done. Additionally, depending on how early on in life it has taken place, the rejection is going to hurt. But we have to continue to stay strong and stay focused and go on the path. We cannot allow rejection to take control of our lives like we have previously done. We are getting ready to take care of this rejection because God is getting ready to reverse some things in our lives. So they may have rejected you, but let them. They may have rejected what you have to offer, let them. They may have rejected you as, as a person, but guess what? That doesn't mean that God has rejected you. And so tonight, as we look at the text in Esther chapter one, verses 15 through 20, 15 says, according to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti, he asked, she has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken to her. So when we are interrupted by rejection, we have to seek wise counsel. You see, it was customary for the kings to consult experts in matters of the law and things that were going on in justice. And when we are interrupted by rejection, we have to make sure that we are seeking wise counsel. Wise counsel 
is not someone that's going to tell you what you want to hear. Wise counsel is not going to come alongside you to do something destructive, but wise counsel is going to look at the situation and be able to make a decision and assist you in the advice that will be best suited for you and the situation. The person that comes alongside you needs to be able to understand the consequences of things because sometimes we are going to people for advice just because they are our friend or our family member and ain't nothing about what they say and wise. We have to make sure that we are seeking wise counsel, somebody that can assist us through the process because remember, he was furious and burned with anger. And you all know that when we are angry or when we are dealing with different emotions, so Anger is sometimes a, a second emotion. So sometimes it's the embarrassment or the guilt or whatever it is that's tucked under there. And sometimes it really is anger. But whatever emotion we are dealing with, sometimes those emotions cause us to do something that we'll later regret. regret. It causes us to act out of those feelings and we aren't seeing things clearly. All we are doing is trying to soothe ourselves and and, and and boomerang and propel off of that emotion. So whatever happens off of that emotion is going to be what happens. You see, wise counsel, they're not just going to agree with us. They're not going to want things their way either because listen, sometimes we are going to people for advice and the people that we are going to, they don't like the person that rejected us or the business that rejected us or the job or the company that rejected us. They don't like them. They don't like your spouse that rejected you for the person he cheated on you with. They're coming up. So now they want to come alongside you so y'all can get them together rather than dealing with the situation in a wise manner. And so sometimes we have to stop going to certain people for advice because it, nothing wise about it nothing wise. And I'm not saying none of our friends or family members are wise because they are, but we have to make sure that we are seeking that accurate, wise counsel. Counsel, seeking wise counsel is going to assist us in not burying our emotions. Because for years and years, we have buried our emotions. We've pressed them down and pressed them down. And then we'll say something or do something and we'll be like, where did that come from? It's come from everything that we have pressed down over the years. But wise counsel is going to help you identify those emotions and then walk you through the process of dealing with the emotions. You see, because there's nothing wrong with having emotions, but you have to know how to deal with them. You have to know how to operate with them. Because if you don't, your emotions will take control of you. Wise counsel, they're going to come with their unbiased opinion, even calling us out if it's something that we were complicit in in the issue. So yes, somebody may have rejected you. However, if there was something that you was complicit in, that we were involved in, in the matter, wise counsel will call that to surface too, because we need to not only see what other people do to us, but we need to see what we do to us. Amen? And you see, these were experts. Sometimes we need to go to the experts for counsel. Sometimes we need to go to those that understand better than we do those that have studied and understand, those that have uh, compared different analyses. We need to seek the experts. 
Wise counsel allows us to see things that we can't due to the hurt of rejection. So when we're interrupted by rejection, don't try to take matters into your own hand. Don't sit there and stew in that fury, in that anger. Because that's not going to do nothing but make matters worse. And then we'll start having behaviors and activities that we wouldn't normally have because we are still angry and we're not dealing with it. And next thing you know, it, we'll find ourselves in a situation or with somebody and we're regretting it because we're acting based off an emotion that we didn't deal with when we were rejected. Amen. So then Mumikin replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples of the province of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women. And so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Vashti to be brought before him, but she wouldn't come. This very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will have to respond to all conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. So when we're interrupted by rejection, not only do we have to seek wise counsel, but we have to recognize the severity of the issue. Vashti was not only the queen, but she was also his wife. So she was an example to all the other women. She was an example whether she wanted to be or not because you're queen and your wife. So you're setting that example. You're the person that people are looking to. So her rejection, it had a direct effect to the king, but then the indirect effect was to all the other people, not just the wives, but the people that, that were going to hear about it. But it was definitely going to be an example to the wives. You see, she failed to fulfill the requirements in her position as queen and her role as wife. The example set here is regardless of my position or role, I'm going to do whatever it is that I want to do, even if it's breaking the law. You see, we don't know why she didn't come. She may not have come because he was drunk. She may have been tired. She may didn't want to be seen. We don't know why she didn't come, but the text tells us her not coming broke the law. You see, it sets the effects of rejection here. It runs deep. So him being rejected by his queen, you see the text says he became furious and burned with anger. And just like him, when we are rejected, the feelings and emotions of rejection, the consequence of rejection runs deep. It sets a stage of unworthiness. We begin to feel like we are not worthy of things. We're not worthy to do this, or we're not worthy to go here. We're not worthy to be who God has called us to be. We're not worthy for to be loved. How can God love someone like me? That's how we begin to think when we uh, when we have been rejected, right? It causes people to become people pleasers. So when you've been rejected and you, you have this feeling of fear in you that people aren't going to accept you now. So then you begin to do things to want to make other people happy, compromising your life. We have to get to the place to where we are dealing with the, the, the effects of emotion because, again, it runs deep.
It causes people to doubt who God has caused them, called them to be. It causes people to accept abuse and disrespect. Why? Because that's what they believe they deserve when they've been rejected. It causes people to spend a lifetime battling the effects of rejection. Rejection, the effects of rejection, they run deep. Seeking wise counsel will allow us to recognize the severity of the rejection that has interrupted our lives. Amen. So in verses 19 through 20, it says, therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then, when the king's edict is proclaimed through all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. So when our lives are interrupted by rejection, we have to seek wise counsel. We have to know how deep it runs. We have to know the severity of the issue. But lastly, we have to release and replace. We got to let it go. That's what the council is going to help you do. It's going to help you walk through some things. It's going to bring the severity of the issue to light, to surface. And then they're going to walk you through some things for you to be able to let it go. Let it go, meaning you ain't going to forget about it, but it's no longer going to control your life. It's no longer going to control how you see yourself. It's no longer going to control how you see other people. When we let it go, we will be so free, free to walk in the identity that God has given us, free to see ourselves the way that God has called us to see ourselves. Because sometimes we are limited by other people's visions of us. We are limited by who other people say we can be, what other people say we can do. So then when that person or people group reject us, then we begin to minimize ourselves and we don't even recognize ourselves. We don't recognize that we can be great. We don't recognize that we can run the business. We don't recognize that we can get the job. We don't recognize that we can get the position. We don't recognize that we can get the clientele. We don't recognize that we can get remarried. We don't recognize that we can walk away. We don't recognize things when we don't let it go. So we have to release it. We have to release it. We have to stop taking things so personal. Because remember, you have an enemy. There is an enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy your purpose, your life, your vision, your mindset, your dreams. And when we don't release it, that's exactly what's going to happen. So we have to release it. We have to deal with our stuff. Why? so we can replace it. You see, you can replace it without releasing it, but you ain't going to get nowhere because it's still there. But <laughs> you cannot release it and not replace it. You see, when you replace it, you recognize that you deserve better. And so you going for it. You, you taking strides. 
You are being so bold and you are walking with confidence and you are not allowing anything or anyone to stop you. That rejection that you dealt with will propel you into the next level. Amen. And so when we replace it, we recognize that God has something, someone or someplace specific for us. And so we need it to be rejected because sometimes we're accepting mediocre. Sometimes we are accepting less than what we are worth. Sometimes we don't see who we really are. So God is causing someone to reject us. So what he really has for us can position itself. And so we have to replace it. We can't wallow in what was or what was lost. We can't stay sad and angry. We have to replace those emotions with joy, with peace, with happiness, with kindness, with forgiveness, with anticipation. How we started off anticipating them tax returns. Listen, you can go back to your return and you can fix a couple things and resubmit it and then wait for the next email for them to say your tax return has been accepted. There was something that was off. There was something that wasn't right. And so instead of me just ignoring it, I sent you some rejection so that you can fix it so that you can get what you deserve. Amen. And so we got to release it so we can replace it. Don't try to replace it without releasing it because you ain't. Go, it ain't going to work. It may feel good, but it ain't going to work. But you have to release it first and then replace it. Prepare yourself for what's next. When I say it's a reversal, when I say some things is reverse, some things is reversing that only God can do. It ain't getting ready to be no super spiritual God is getting ready to do it. It's going to happen and you're going to know that it's God. But you have to be prepared. Let it go. Rejection can paralyze us mentally, physically, emotionally, socially. Them connections that we need to make but won't make because we've been rejected before. Rejection can paralyze us and even spiritually. Rejection runs deep. Listen, Jesus was and still is rejected. Yet that don't take away who he is and what he did and what he will do. Rejection may have interrupted our lives, but guess what? We have the power to take control. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouse.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following IMEPRI on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. Be blessed and, and embrace, embrace your, your today. today.